Good evening, afternoon, and morning, everybody. Welcome to the Unpaid and Underrated podcast, the podcast for crew by crew. Um, I am Big Joey. And I am Big Keith. And uh, this week, we have our guest host. That's right, Mr. Beautiful Baby 1972, Big Scants, the granddad of the crew. Welcome in, my friend. Welcome in. What's going on, boys? Now, howdy, howdy. right off the bat, tell me what it's like being Mr. Beautiful Baby 1972. I mean, it's a title that not many people can hold. Uh, a lot of training went into that. You know, it's not something you can just get off the couch and win. It's just, you know, it's all about getting down there, getting to war with the bar, Joey, as you well know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it, boys. I'd like Leave to say nothing I'm, on the table. If you're not uh, here, because you're not here, we're not recording video. Uh, the look on your face when I said that was wonderful. <laughs> I really I, wanted I, that. I enjoyed it. First, I was wondering, I'm like, dudes, I'm, I was born in 1970, not 72. Thanks for thinking I look uh, 50. One what? instead of 50, whatever. I wasn't giving you your birthday. That's the year you won, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. Those uh, statistics came from Mrs. Scants. I've, uh, this is the second week in a row I have uh, slid into the DMs of the guest host, uh, significant others. So that'll probably He's be a lucky lady, boys. Years. Oh, yeah. A bunch of trophy husbands here on this podcast. That's, that's what should, the crew should be. You should probably ask her what it's like to be married to the most beautiful baby, 1972. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what are you drinking? Scants, what are you drinking? Keats, buddy. It's got to be Keats. I've got a Keats waiting for me, but I always like to start with my sparkling water first to make sure I'm hydrated. Um, what are I you usually go there, sparkling Keats? water first, but I had a pretty gnarly week, so we're doing Mick Ultra tonight. I got three of them lined up, so we'll see how many we get through. Fine, twist my arm. I'll drink a Keats. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have no I, concept of moderation, so I'm jumping right into Keats, boys. I wanted to, ha- I wanted to show off my sparkling water root beer from President's Choice. Uh, it is actually one of my actually, favorite. Um, that sounds really good. It's a good a way root, to get that root beer flavor without any of the sugar. Root, it goes a root really beer good. sparkling water. Yeah, it goes really good with cigars, or as um, you know, for Big Murph out there, rut beer. I believe she liked it. Drinking rut beer. Yeah, drinking a rut beer. Mister Weston, be proud of you, Joey. <laughs> Who thought we weren't Canadian talking jo- about that kind of stuff? <laughs> Canadian Uh-oh. joke. Don't worry about it, Keith. You won't get it. Buddy. We don't. We don't talk about politics on this podcast. This is gonna. I I gotta say, Keith, you're in for a doozy because like you're gonna I'm end up here, and you're gonna just end up asking a lot of what does that mean questions. Because mm-hmm. I did. Somebody <laughs> in the crew pointed out point uh, that you know they appreciate when you ask for clarification when I use Canadian terms. So um, get ready for some of that. Nice. I'm not shy. I'll keep asking. Now. Uh, I've got a couple things on the docket here, and then we've got some questions for Scants. And some of these, I think, um, what I want to do, I mentioned earlier before we jumped in here this week, is um, going to do some general tack, tack with our co-host, uh, guest host, and then we'll do like a astronomic style interview with them. Because you know, after all, this is the crew podcast, so we want the crew part of all of it. I hope good boys. Yep. Bye crew. crew. So tell me about something, something of the C team podcast, Keith. Fire. Uh, Yeah. So I want to say kind of like the, the, the roots of our podcast, unpaid and underrated podcast uh, stems back the last few months. Um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I was uh, I was on the C Team podcast as a guest maybe three months ago or so. And I uh, the C Team podcast, if you're not familiar, uh, it's a bunch of guys that are really good buddies with everyone from Let's Get Stupid and the Be Better podcast and Huck Finn Barbell Show and a couple others that are all just, you know, geared. And there's a little niche world out there in the Chicago area. Uh, so they had me on as a guest and their whole concept is like, they are a podcast about a podcast. At least that's how it started. It's kind of evolved into something else now, which my opinion is better than what it was, but it's roots was a podcast about a podcast. And I'm like, well, I'm in this huge discord for massonomics, you know, they're a podcast. I've been on a bunch of other podcasts and have really enjoyed my time. Let's see if we can get a podcast going. I think I threw something in the general chat. I think I just must have, must have been a busy day because I don't think it got any traction. I don't think I got any reactions to it. And then a couple months later or maybe a month later, I want to say Joey said something about a podcast. And then I was like, yeah, I, I mentioned that a month ago. Let's do it. And then I don't know. And then it kind of springboarded. Someone made the, uh, you know, one of the hosts made the crew cast tab. And then we kind of went there for about a month and just pissed in the wind. It didn't really get any traction. And then, you know, five or six of us started doing a couple group uh, video calls and, uh, you know, few months later here we are on episode uh two slash three yeah the hosts really pushed us to this i think uh i I do kind of say that i got sick of talking about it and i messaged tanner one day and was like make an event i'm starting this and then like it could have dwindled off but one of the hosts just kept saying you know like just kept saying it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and would have made us look stupid if it didn't happen absolutely and you know i'm glad i'm glad we made it work i'm glad we're here this we got to send a big a blast. Got to send a big thank you to Scants for you know helping us. You know, there's a course six of us, I think, or seven that really wanted to 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 make this go. Um, speaking of that, speaking of one of the hosts and you know the Mothership podcast, what are we wearing today, guys? I've got the eight bit powerlifting T shirt on myself. Boys, I kicked her back to old school. I went to my first order I ever placed. OG huge life. Uh, and, and of course my mass nom is going out hat and obviously a kilt cause I'm not an animal. I wore my kilt yesterday. I have my, um, I have my, uh, mass nomics is numero uno shirt going today. I wore my kilt yesterday out into the world and I've never gotten so many compliments. I had, uh, just other strangers walk up and ask me what my tartan is, <laughs> why I'm wearing a kilt. And this other guy, we went to go to a restaurant and he comes around, he gets out of his chair and he comes running and he says, my uh, daughter's just about to turn nine and she's never seen a man in a kilt and she thinks this is the coolest thing ever. So thank you. And I'm just like, I just don't like pants. <laughs> when, you, when you start getting the inappropriate comments, it's uh what do you got under there? The, Nanya. That's what. Uh, yeah. There's uh there is nothing better than a lady, you know, what are you wearing under there? And I'm like, what are you wearing under there? I can't believe you asked me that. I'm like, you literally just asked me the same thing. Like, yeah. When I was kind uh, of uh, not appropriate, I don't think so. When I was younger and a bit of a party animal, um, the women would just walk up and reach under. And that happened. Oh, enough, yeah. That happened enough times that I was like, next person to do that's going to be a fight. Because like. So that's not how you met your wife? That's not how I met my wife. I met her at work wearing ridiculously tight khakis. Put the Put the bait out and. Got the fish. That buddy put that vibe out. <laughs> More than just a vibe. I think you guys saw that in my deadlift video this week. Exactly what attracted me. <laughs> Trophy husband, buddy. That's arm candy life. <laughs> um. So, what do we want to cover next, Keith? 
Well, speaking of your deadlift, I think we all posted some garage gym competition videos this week. How did uh, I can dive right into mine? So I posted my video tonight. Uh, garage gym competition, if you're not familiar with it, Joe Gray puts it on every year, uh, more recently, twice a year. So if you have a home gym and you like, you know, lifting, you can uh, virtually submit all your lifts over the course of a week, or you can do it as a mock meet. Uh, enter to win a crap ton of prizes. I think it's, I don't quote me, it's five, ten thousand dollars worth of prizes ish. Uh, so you know, you don't have to necessarily go for a PR, but if you do, that's great. I'm in, you know, we're always obviously in meat prep. So I just, I, I cropped all my videos and just took the single of a, of an easy triple this week and, you know, posted my videos tonight. Uh, everyone saw Joey's post from yesterday where he, uh, you know, was his, 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 his member may or may not have been nice and, uh, full frontal there for us all. <laughs> I couldn't read. He, he did not either. have a kilt covering that one up. I couldn't redo the video because I just saw it and I was like, I'm in meat prep. I'm not even supposed to be deadlifting this much weight right now, but I'm doing it just, you know, for the gram. And as I just had to like put that video up there, like this is, this is my life. And this is what brings my kids to life. So one was <laughs> called one to say trap, it was Joey. a, uh, it is a thirst. I'm going to say it was a meat show for Joey. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that meat, meat prep. got prepped. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, did you, uh, did you do anything for the GGC this year? I did. I just, I haven't uh, cropped my videos yet. I kind of went out and, uh, I'm still a little banged up from the last comp, so I did some unique lifts. Uh, I did a straight bar squat, which I haven't done in six months. And so that's a unique lift for me. I did a bench press, but now my shoulders have told me I'm a close grip bencher, so that was unique. And I just did an axle pull. Just Again, I'm just I'm coming off some a little bit banged up, so nothing nothing crazy. Just getting the name, getting the, some videos out there and whatever. She's all good. Some token lifts. That's all I think some of us are doing. I'm I'm actually, t I'm 10 days away from my next meet. Yeah. So I'm supposed to be sticking to heavy singles like every day. Instead, I was like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I don't forget to mention too, that for every pound lifted, Joe donates to the Special Olympics, isn't it? Right. Yep. Yeah. Big time. So, That's pretty well yeah. the main reason. Yeah. And he's I mean, a... It's great for the growth of the community. Like it's just fantastic seeing everybody get it. You know, I enjoy the fact that the random, other than, the, you know, the new programmer, he's got a few key uh, awards, but I mean, so far, my my little fellow won an award one year with his, mm -hmm. his uh, high squats, but uh, yeah, he's won one and Mrs. Gantz has actually won one. So, you know, totally randomized. It's a, it's a fantastic program. Good, good on Joe for getting her going. Yeah, it's the Absolutely. roots of my, it's the roots of my competing. That's why I said nice. in my in my post, like, I enjoyed doing the GGC so much. I think it's what led me to joining a federation and actually competing in the next two weeks. And, and sometimes you need that little impetus to, to uh, uh, on the base where I work, we, once a year, we do a, a fun meet. It's in memory of a fellow that, a uh, young fellow, he was a lifter that, that got killed a few years back, but he, uh, it's under we have a big base powerlifting team of pretty high level competitors but we go out the team runs the competition anybody can come out and do it there's there's no rules there's no uniform rules we just do them under test conditions you, you coach the guys through it and uh it's all about having fun and you always get three or four guys afterwards come up and talk to you it's like hey listen you know i really want to get into this so it's mm -hmm. it's just giving that little that little opportunity to uh just get a little, that little taste for competition can usually uh spur somebody into it yeah that's the progression i did is the the ggc and then an unsanctioned and then i was like that's it i'm in 
I wanted, I wanted to talk about something related a little bit to the podcast. And I've told this story so many times that I sometimes forget details. Uh, and this is, of course, just to make everybody hopefully laugh a little bit. Uh, because they were talking about, you know, that dirty Chinese food type of thing, you know, where you go to the restaurant and you get your, your, your fried rice and your chow mein, and it's just Americanized Chinese food. Um, so in the small town that my mother just sold her house in, in Cayuga, Ontario, okay, there was this, um, this little restaurant that she just discovered one day. And we used to go out to the farm all the every year, and we had what's called the big corn roast. And you know, there'd be a hundred of us out there, and then everybody would leave. And at night was like the core family, and we'd all party and blah, 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 and then get up the next morning and go for breakfast. So she said, "We got to go here because it's really cheap, and it's really good." So we all sat down. This guy was not expecting this many of us. It was kind of crazy. Um, but he owned a Chinese food restaurant who just wanted to open up a breakfast restaurant, and. If I'm going to tell this story as it happened, because honestly, you'll probably think I'm making it up. So I'm with a couple of my best friends, um, my brother, and you know some other people. We all walk in and we sit down. And there's, the I believe, two people in the kitchen, and then the owner is out taking our orders. So he walks out and looks me dead in the eyes. I'm not going to do the accent, but I will tell you he had a very, very um, obvious accent, uh, like pronounced. Because I guess he lives in China for most of his time, and he just comes to Canada to do business. And he looks at me dead in the eyes and said, do you want brown water? And I went, what? He goes, brown water. Do you want brown water? And I look at my mom. I'm going, what? And she leans in. She goes, he means coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me all the brown water in the world. <laughs> so he comes out. He pours us all the coffee. and He's giving us the milk. And then he comes up. And, of course, we're all wondering where our menus are at this rate. But who cares? Like, I'm sure he'll bring them in a second. So no, he comes up with a pen and pad. And he just says, breakfast one or breakfast two. <laughs> and, and I go, I don't know. And I look at my friend and I go, well, breakfast one or breakfast two? And he goes, I don't know. So I asked the guy, what's the difference? Doesn't this man turn and point at a big sign on the wall that just says breakfast one? breakfast to 11.99 it gives you no details details. that's anything i that was probably the funniest thing well yeah i had it came with home fries going to and it was like (laughs) the funniest like i felt like i was in a skit i kind of felt i was being punked because he just had that ready with no help on the wall i thought that was a really funny story every time i tell that one i feel like it there's no way that happened tell me that did not just happen and then the bacon was ready in three seconds so i think he just had like the biggest pile of bacon set up just waiting for everybody anyway that's my bacon in uh, number one and number two then (laughs) yeah yeah that was a so that's my silly story for the week now you got me curious though did everyone so around the table was it kind of an equal number one versus number two to where you could actually see what you missed out on since you wouldn't know when you ordered well my mom ended up just yelling it, one comes with home fries like we figured okay. that out eventually but she was gonna let me suffer through and of course oh, so your it was mom me. had been there yes but of course it was me that. he didn't go to anybody else nobody it had to be me that he went mm-hmm. to and demanded breakfast one or breakfast two so i could go i don't know so yeah that's my silly story for the week and uh i hope that makes people really? laugh and i was some, one was... day i want to recreate that because there's no way that that just happened uh keith what is this about a member of the gym yeah so 
one of the hosts has talked about it a few times in Discord. I don't know that he's ever mentioned it on the podcast, but uh, there's definitely been some talk of Dante Culpepper being a member of the gym and Massonomics in Aberdeen because he used to play for Minna. So, okay, so first, I know Scans should know. I, I would hope Scans knows who Dante Culpepper is, right? I'm no, thinking football, maybe. buddy. Oh, well, you, the fact that you knew football, you you know. Okay, so the, Joey, I, I, do you, have I know you ever heard the name, name but... Dante Culpepper before? No. Okay, so quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, which is the somewhat local team to Aberdeen, if you will. I think it's oh, I, like six I know hours of, away. I know of football teams, right? So Minnesota Vikings quarterback in late 90s, early 2000s. Cool. So one of the hosts just mentioned that he was a, a member of the gym offhandedly. And I th- I, I'm, I'm assuming it was a witty joke or banter in response to something else, but I don't know. But he just brought it up again the other day saying that uh, Dante was the only one that had his own private locker at the gym. So it's kind of like, I'm assuming it's one of the dozens of just running jokes of like things that aren't really real that they always talk about, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I actually even Googled like where Dante Culpepper lives like currently. And it was kind of like ambiguous and didn't necessarily say, I think it just, I, I, it was like a couple months ago when they first had talked about it and I hadn't thought about it ever since until like two days ago, they had uh, brought it up again. I don't think you can just Google the quarterback's addresses. <laughs> yeah. Well, more like on his Wikipedia currently resides in, you know, his hometown of such and such, yeah, or, got it. you okay. know, so-and-so. A, I'm going to have to say no, that's... because uh, if you had your own private locker at the Massonomics gym, why would you not have that in your bio top line? Like that's, that's ridiculous. True. It's a missed opportunity. Pri- yeah. Got my own locker, some football stuff or whatever. Anyways, blah, blah, you know, priorities, right? Now, on the topic of lockers, so what you so the the one host that recently moved away, if I was him, I think I would have kept my claim on my locker because even if I come back twice a year, that's still my locker. I was one of the founding fathers of this gym. I'm on the podcast. I think I get a locker in this gym in perpetuity forever. So that was kind of surprising that he gave up the locker. I don't think I would have. I would have had a hard time doing that. I think that that particular host is just a nice guy. And, he gave and that's that, probably why I wouldn't do it because I might not be. <laughs> he gave that locker to that young version of him. He passed the torch uh, to, yeah. to new to, the new podcast host guy. Mm. Almost I wasn't got the me. first one that did it. Almost I got me. Oh, I did it earlier. I did it earlier. But we'll we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, so I if you I've have improved. been listening, this is your timestamp uh, <laughs> where we bring on our guest. Uh, should we get our guest on the horn? Yeah, let's uh, let's see if I can get him on the ringer. All right, Big Scans, is that you? Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> hey, welcome. welcome. You are live I'm on underrated, Mr. Scans. You are live. Is, is this on live? Podcast. Can are we live? This thing? You can. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think that the first thing I, I see our list of questions, and there's uh, some really really good questions. Um, but first, I think I just want to ask, um, who are you? In 30 seconds or less. Who am I? Um, an old dude that just likes picking up heavy stuff, showing off for my wife and my kids. That's pretty well a bit it. Not taking tough too serious, boys. Too old for that. And how are you kind of... Um, and I will actually say that um, you are one of the reasons I'm in Massonomics, I think. Um you know, because you were always kind of the most welcoming at the beginning there. Yeah, I think you reached out to me first about the GGC and I was already kind of following Massonomics, but you kind of brought me in 
So, you know, you, you are a great ambassador. Uh, so tell me about your role with Massonomics in particular. The tell dad? me what it's like to be the mole. <laughs> that was, uh, that was actually quite a, uh, that was quite a journey. The mole talk came up. I got asked about being the mole. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, boys. I can totally take care of that. And, uh, everything went silent for a while. And then suddenly it's like, I wonder if this is going to happen or not. And then stuff started bubbling up and it was like, with all the mole talk and everything going on, it's like, to start of the self doubt. I'm like, damn it. Am I the mole? Am I the only one that doesn't know? Does everybody else know? Like, and, uh, yeah. So there was a, there was a good bit of chaos and, and, uh, self doubt, but it, but it was, I can't remember what it was that come up to, um, the boys had big plans on the next event and all that kind of stuff. And, and, things started getting in the way and it just started stretching out a little bit. And then I, I actually kind of thought it was done. And then it was like, somebody reaches out and he's like, you want to get this going? I'm like, yeah, buddy, let's go, man. So, uh, yes, it was, it was good being the mall. I was dropping some hints out there. Uh, not a lot of people, I don't think anybody picked up on it. Somebody fired it out once they had it. Uh, I think yeah. it might've been Eddie. Yeah. I think it was, I think Jen was the first to call you out. Wasn't it? Hey, Big Nate, the editor of the podcast here to interrupt you with a very important fact. Uh, I was the first person to guess. It was Scants. Um, I also guessed the contest exactly, uh, that it would be a reveal challenge. So just needed to set the record straight. All right, back to the podcast. I think it, I think it might have been, but I, I dodged. I, I did, you know, straight dodgeball of five Ds, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I ducked that one pretty well. And, oh, we got a confused uh, yeah. look. Has Keith seen Great. it? Dodgeball five Ds. What? Yep. Has that... Big Keith seen it? Oh my God, Keith! What how are the old fi- are you, man? How what are the five Ds? How was it? I mean, is it from the movie Dodgeball? Yeah, yeah. I fuck. I hate. I hate that movie. It's so dumb. I hate <laughs> stupid movies. Like I like some stupid movies, but some stupid movies, like I don't know, some of them are just too stupid for me. Like I, I can't get on board with a handful of the really dumb movies, but then other ones, I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. But, yeah, but I mean, this is all about life. You got to. You know, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. I did like when he threw a wrench into the person right in the face. That I enjoyed. That's it. Because if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yep. That's it. So, yeah, no, it was fun being in the mall. It was great. Uh, it was cool um, uh, just getting out there to announce it. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun time. Well, the boys just uh, let me get involved in that, so... I think everybody's money was it. There was it was either it was Eddie or Matt. Uh, I think it was Eddie. Uh, I think I, I definitely thought it was Eddie for the, for the longest time, uh, just because he had so much more inside scoop and would, you know, show up everywhere they were, and mm-hmm. he had connections with like twenty different. He, he he was in a picture with a different crew member every other weekend with all his oh, travels yeah. and stuff. So it was just like it had to be Eddie. But it was no, classic misdirect. It was a classic misdirect. Yep, that's it. But it was good though. I also didn't have to participate in any con uh, contest because uh, your the the skills of the crew have uh, generally outstripped my capacity to get beyond my eight bit memes. So yeah. Well, I won that competition. Oh yeah. Yeah, I won that contest, and it was a great scandal, which is why two Canadians Dude. right now chatting is probably making so many people mad. And we'll tell you, and you're the second Canadian I pulled for something when we did the uh, yes uh, the strength co. Uh, Halloween plates. Yep. Total random. And I pulled big Tyler 
And I'm like, I am going to take so much freaking heat for this. Like, this is, this is going to be bad. And it was totally random. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as soon as I posted it up, I started getting, this is bullshit. It's Canadian. I'm like, dude, no. So it was, uh, yeah, that was good. That was, those are a couple of good contests to get into, but I mean, especially that, you know, for the people who don't know that the, the Massonomics video contest they had for that, it was, I got to help judge on it. That was probably one of the most grueling things I've had to do in a long time, man. All the videos were fantastic. And then I even brought Mrs. Scans in as a tiebreaker. I'm like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And I gauge that little point one on her reactions. But it was like, that was freaking brutal. I was sweating it. And, uh, the other fellows were just like, nah, it's nobody gets a five. And I'm like, dude, there's definitely <laughs> a five out here, man. So yeah, that was the the start of the disappointed Massonomics wife jokes. Yeah. <laughs> the, anno- <laughs> the annoyed Massonomics wives. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there better, like than, the, better than the wives getting too? flashed? Yeah, Kevin did flash his wife. Yeah. Well, hopefully that was his wife. Yeah, it was. Hopefully that was that. Kevin. <laughs> stunt cock <laughs> <laughs> that's good I'm waiting well, to see the next contest it's got to be coming up soon boys this is uh yeah they've they've, they've, they've been hitting at it but yeah. I'm curious if it's all going to play in with the with the uh, July meet or not where because I mean it's getting to where I don't I don't think they can run a contest leading up to the meet like it's it's so close they're going to be so busy doing meet stuff I would, I don't know, maybe they will, but I, I, I honestly think it'll be more of a late summer thing and they just got to power so. through to get to them, get through the meet. Well, and you gotta, you know, you want to space it out a wee bit too. You know what I mean? Uh, again, when we, when we did that video contest, it was, I can't even remember what it was, but there's a few things that come up and it was like, there's no use overwhelming it with everything that's going on. Let's, you know, spread the, spread the contest and stuff out. So yeah, I don't see it's going to be tied up to the, to the classic, the lift hard, lift easy classic, live easy classic. So, but yeah, probably late summer or something. I think they so mentioned it might be tied. I think I mentioned it might be tied to a product, right? Like mm. they did the drink spotter, um, yep. bouncy ball thing. Who, um, somebody who's not even active anymore won that one. And really, all you had to do was just cheat and do the green screen thing that people on TikTok do. I don't know why nobody did that. Because what you do Where's is you, that kid at? No. you put somebody Sorry. in a green suit and you just have them move the ball around and it looks like you're doing great trick shots, but it's really just somebody yeah. just moving the ball around for you. And wouldn't you have like the, the background too? Or is it that you can just edit out the green? that So the green suit is in place of the green screen. I yep. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how they do those trick shots on, on the internet. Uh, I think Turner actually was pretty good at it. Where is, I haven't seen, yeah, you had mentioned like the heat. He fell off the face of the earth. I don't know where he's been. I haven't seen him post anything in the Discord in months. No, he's posting a lot on Instagram. You know, mm. hopefully, hopefully he's keeping on though. He's a good kid. Yeah, he's yeah. got a lot on the. I think he had a lot on the plate there. I think he was changing jobs and been a few things like that there too. So, and I mean, technically, it was his missus that landed that shot, <laughs> if I recall. Well, then I hope she got the gold spotter. <laughs> uh, I've got some questions from the Instagram story. Um, you know, speaking of the Instagram story, uh, posting memes. So that meme about just everybody wanting to talk about scans being old, I thought was really well done. I, I, I had fun making that one. I was standing at work during a slow period, giggling like a ninny, mm-hmm. staring at my phone. Um, so I, mean, I technically, 
at my age, you could ask me the same question again and again, and I'd just think it was a new question. Like, wow, that's a good question, boys. Uh, I mean, to think about that. <laughs> That'd for be a, a good bit. That's a good yeah. looking question. If we get scans on like six months from now or so, we should literally just keep the same show notes and see if he notices. Because he's not going to remember that I just said that. <laughs> oh, dude, we could probably do it. We could probably do it in an hour and a half if you guys want to <laughs> film another episode. You can just <laughs> put it later. All right, hit me, boys. Yeah. What do we got? Yes, old. Uh, I got one here from um, Big Keith Honeycut. Is it? I might be saying that wrong. Um, that sounds like a fake. That sounds like a fake name. <laughs> yeah. He wants to know uh, where did the Friday Garage reveal inspiration come from? And if you are listening and you don't know, Scans is garage reveal on Friday. <laughs> that one actually came with. Uh, this is a this is a deep cut way back in the days when a certain uh a certain member of a certain podcast used to do uh the weather forecasts <laughs> in Aber in Aberdeen. And I was sitting there one day and I was just getting ready, just goofing around on a Friday, getting ready for a deadlift session. And uh I was like, maybe I'll do a our own forecast because it, you know, there was the you know, Western Northeast South Dakota weather forecast. So I decided to do my own lifting forecast one Friday. And I can't, I think the first one, I, it just had like my deadlifter shirt. It's like, you know, guess what the forecast calls for. Uh, so it started and a couple guys laughed at it, which I will put in hours of work to make somebody knows <laughs> laugh. Like, I mean, and uh, yeah, it's, it's quite funny. It keeps, I keep it going. I've had like random people who, I don't even know where each other like, dude, I, I look for this every Friday. This makes me laugh. I'm like, shit, you're on boys. I'll keep her going as well as I can. So it gets a little trouble, not troublesome. It gets a little uh, tricky sometimes if we're traveling or so I've had to make do a couple of times coming out of the ocean or coming mm -hmm. out from behind curtains at a hotel or the British tube one time that was sending my wife on the tube ahead of me it's like okay get ready because i'm gonna be in this car and just be there for the door to open and so anyways yeah it was uh i don't know it just started with that and it became the uh i don't know just kind of something i do i hope i got one for you buddy laugh. so uh mr scans have sure. you listened and i'm gonna judge you very harshly on this uh depending on what your answer is have you listened to every episode of the Massonomics podcast? Of course I have. That a boy. That is the that is an answer I appreciate. Yep. One of my one of my good friends hasn't had a chance to go through the whole backlog yet. Uh and I just personally feel he's missing out on the full experience. First of all, it, how dare you? Second who, of all. <laughs> no, I'll, no, I'll put, I'll put the caveat in here. It, it's um so I don't know if the question will come out because we had before, like, how'd you come on to the massonomics itself? So I had, um, you did what to him? Like, how, how did you come on to the, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> I got that. How'd you get across it? How'd you pick it up? So I never, uh, I was, my wife and I got in, we got posted to Ottawa. So we were sent to Ottawa and I worked at a job that was a 10 minute drive from my house. So I didn't even bother listening to the radio or anything like that. And then after a few months, it's like, yeah, so you got to go work at this other place now. And it's like 50 minutes each way. And I'm like, you know, within three days of listening to the same tunes again, again, I'm like, dude, I got to do something else. So I was like, let's, what the hell are these podcasts? We'll, we'll see what this is all about. You know, this is back 2016, 2017 type of thing. 
And so I'd, I'd read some of the boys' articles and stuff before. I used to follow, you know, the uh, Massonomics, Joe DeFranco, long-time follower of Elite FTS and all this kind of stuff, right? And uh, anyways, I started trying to figure out, all right, I'll listen to some podcasts and, and see what kind of appeals to me. And the first two I went with were the Industrial Strength Show and the Massonomics one. So that was relatively early on i can't remember what episode number but this would have been 2017 so have been, you know and no more than 100 i imagine at that point no Probably i think it's less, still double di- like i think it's 50s. double digits right so yeah i for me to go back and check out the back catalog was not uh you know it's not like if somebody picks up the the podcast now that's a that's a hell of a freaking workload oh yeah, to, it's, uh, it's very daunting through, right point. yeah was it 370 some episodes right now that's it and some of the earlier ones obviously were shorter, but then, you know, you look at how it's evolved uh, after the lockdown, like getting into two hour mm-hmm. episodes and stuff like that, you know? So it's, um, but it's, it's funny too. I think the best way to do it is if you went reverse order, and went back. <laughs> so you, you know, you wouldn't realize, oh, yeah. yeah, you go back to podcast number one, like you go back to the original party cast. You're like, Holy shit, man, this is utterly chaotic, dude. I can't even oh, yeah, track what's going on here. Right. So it's a big difference of stuff they could get away with saying five, six years ago that you get canceled today for sure. So you have to take it all with a grain of salt when you're listening to it in 2023, this was all recorded in 2016, 2017, 2018, you know, it's just what was uh, politically correct has you know, definitely changed a lot in the last few years. But even beyond that, same as, same as you're going to see here, you saw kind of the phases of the boy, like as um, their banter got down, you know, when Tyler left, it, it caused a shift in the dynamic and the boys had to get the rhythm back and same as anything else, same as here. Our, the dynamic will change every additional episode until, you know, you kind of settle into your groove type of thing there. So, and in, into your groove. <laughs> see, what I, see what I did there? I did. We it's all kind of a dad that. thing. I All have. Right, uh, go ahead. No, okay. I was I just have, gonna ask if you. Yep. I have one from Recentonomics. Sorry, Keith. I feel bad now. <laughs> You're good. I, I You're have one from Recentonomics. Okay. Hit me. Um. What do you take in your coffee, and what sides do you prefer on your coffee? So, like what? breakfast foods, maybe. Oh, I'm. I eat breakfast every meal. God damn, I love breakfast. Uh, what do I take in my coffee? A little bit of milk and uh, demerara sugar. It's a little bit double? sweet. No, Christ, no, just milk, not not cream. Oh, I can't stand um, cream. But I just t- I take a few years back. I started taking demerara sugar. It's uh, like a brown sugar, so you use a little less of it to get a little bit more of the sweetness. So, uh, but what do I have in my coffee? Um, not much. It's all morning. I don't drink coffee after lunch. So I'll have two, three cups of coffee a day. Generally, one of my drive-in, listen to a podcast if I can. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Now, would you normally have a hard-boiled egg with that? I have four every day. Hell yeah. I get to work and that's my five minutes of serenity. Having a little, my four hard-boiled eggs and a little bit of hot sauce. And if it's a lifting day, I have a bagel or something on the side, a little carabo. As, so being it. Canadian, we didn't experience any of this egg shortage. So we were oh up my here God, no. living like kings. Oh my God, I was Eat throwing things. eggs out just for dirt. I'd buy two packs <laughs> and throw one out. 
So I've got a two-part follow-up here. Um, okay. Kind of get a little sidetrack here. All right. So Canadian breakfast versus an American breakfast is there. So that's part one. And then part two is you guys are six hours apart or so, right? You know, you're mid, you're mid or middle Canadian. Eight, 18, 20 hours okay, apart. Okay. So, so completely different parts of the country. So yeah. is there a difference between your typical Canadian breakfast and Scans's typical Canadian breakfast? And where would that compare to a traditional American diner breakfast? Or are they all basically the I same? Think bre- I think breakfast is breakfast. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. normally, I'll have some scrambled will... eggs, some avocado. I don't like bacon as much as some people do because I find that I taste it all day. So if I'm lifting, I will not eat bacon because I do not want to taste that bacon halfway through a deadlift. So it's usually some eggs, some avocado, and I actually had to recently start eating toast with my stomach issues. But before that, I had no patience for toast, no patience for egg or uh, bread at all. I would say the one difference, and you brought up the word diner, I'll throw that. I am uh, my wife and I are diner aficionados. Um, we have we have gone on trips based literally on the diners we're stopping at. Went down to big Chris Damager's uh, neck of the woods, New Jersey, diner capital in USA. That's a seven or eight day trip we had where we knew every diner we were going to stop at. The big issue, the uh, big difference, the Americans use the uh, shredded potatoes. We use more of the home fries, like mm. cut up chunks of potatoes. But I, I do find this. if you ask in advance, because most places are to interrupt. Most places, I remember this is a pretty touchy. So that's, uh, this is something I put a lot of thought into. Most places will have home fries or hash browns. And you have to ask because every restaurant I go to considers one thing, one thing, and one the other. Uh, a lot of places yeah. will say hash brown is like the thing you would get from McDonald's, just like the, the, mm-hmm. the deep fried potato log. Yeah. Other places will consider that like they, they'll call hash browns more of like the stringy potatoes. Other yeah. places, home fries are, you know, it, it, I never know what the, the, what the difference is until I ask the waitress. And it, yep. it's not the same from restaurant A to B to C to D, I feel. Always, always count yourself lucky. A, Sorry, always no, count yourself lucky to get the uh, a bit of the British mm. uh, trend too. Like, especially in the East Coast, there's still a lot of ties back to the to Britain and all that kind of stuff. So you'll get um, tomatoes. Like, if you go to a restaurant, if it's an older mm-hmm. older place, you might still get tomatoes and beans and an optional black pudding or something like that, right? Like the the a tie back to the traditional uh, English breakfast, right? A full English. Which you are not going to find blood pudding down, <laughs> down in the U.S. Yeah, no, everything, everything you just said just went over my head as far as uh, I, that, yeah. that, that's not stuff I'm going to find in a, a diner down the street for sure. Yeah, and you probably not find it in a upper, diner in Upper Canada either. You would, that's more of an East Coast thing. We are very uh, – there's – it's a little bit more related, still tied back to, to the U.K. So There was a Scottish <laughs> restaurant here in uh, where I'm from that when I was living downtown on my own young bachelor days, I'd always go for breakfast and they had a Scottish breakfast. So you would get your beans, your fried potato, tomato, you'd get your square sausage, your haggis. Like you would get all of those. And it was just a giant plate of fried. Oh, so good. Back when I could eat whatever <laughs> I wanted. I still think one of the best things I, I enjoy is the odd time we go to a diner. I started ordering and it's happened a few times where the waitress will be like, Honey, that's a lot of food you order in there. And my wife will just tap it. She's like, don't you worry about him. <laughs> so, yeah, I can, I can go all day long with breakfast, baby. 
So how was the last six months at Fort Badass with just you and your boy? That had to be a kind of a brutal experience. I'm sure uh, you've was was that the longest stint you guys have gone apart? Yeah. Um, no, I went overseas for nine months, uh, eleven years ago. But it was it was before. That was pre kid too, so that yeah. was probably right. So that yeah. was a completely different scenario, I'd imagine. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a different scenario, but it, you know, it was it was um, a lot of work. I mean very little time to train going into the garage gym at 10 30 at night to get a couple sessions in, you know? So it was, um, it is what it is, man. It's, you got to do what you got to do. Right. So it's a big getting him to school and, and everybody fed and it's pretty well about it. So, but it is definitely fantastic. She's back. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations with that. Um, for those who don't know, she, yeah, she was away for six months there. So it was, uh, Estrogen free house, Fort Badass. <laughs> no Speaking of uh, famous Mrs. Scants, um, how did she beat us for first comment? So, first comment is something we haven't talked about yet, which on is a, is a race that um, we stopped caring about about three months ago because one person just keeps winning, so nobody well, cares to try it anymore. He sold his soul to the devil for a 15 minute head start. You know what? Probably. And it is, it is crazy how much of a head start uh, that yeah. person gets. But one day, Mrs. Scantz won. And it was kind of crazy. Dude, there is, uh, there is, uh, I don't even know how to explain it with the algorithms. There, I have sat beside her with like three iPads going. Like an iPad, a couple iPads and a phone. Just like, what is going on here? Trying to figure it out. And she's like, ding, I just got a comment. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and literally like two minutes later, bing, hey, dummy, it's time for you to make a comment. Like, this is garbage, man. So it was, um, that's how I figured that Big Matt sold his soul. That's the only way to do it. So I just, I basically get involved in the race, race for ninth comment now because anybody can be first. <laughs> I've been I've been first. That's whatever, man. You got to get that niche ninth comment, dude. I I get second a lot to Matt, um, but again, I mean, I'm I'm doing it naturally. He's he's he's, he's <laughs> over there, you know. He's untested. an enhanced commenter. Yeah, he's gearing he's up untested. over there. Yep. Well, and there's the funny one too because you'll look and you'll see. Uh, I'll do a refresh on it, and it's like, yeah. Joey shadow band or the Canadians are <laughs> shadow band or half the Americans aren't there or something like that. And so I'll post yeah, it up. Yeah, Keith will reach out. He's like, this is bullshit, man. I got freaking second. I'm like, Nope, not, I got yep. video proof, man. I'm first one yeah. up too. So you can't deny it. So, but yeah, it's like, it's very weird. And We're all posting screenshots of uh, like the top three and it's all completely different. Well, you know, we either post it to our stories or go to the discord and post it. Uh, Massonomics discord. If you're not a member, go join. Uh, and it's just like, what the, what the heck? Like, that's, I literally am I'm seeing on my screen that I came in second place. And then, like, you see, like, three Canadians jumped ahead of you on their phone. And I'm like, well, that, <laughs> that's just very strange. It's the conversion but, uh, rate, buddy. That's just, it's total conversion rate. That's, our comments are worth 1.6 comments. <laughs> but I think we can all agree on that Matt cheats. So that's, that's all we need to walk away from this segment with is that Matt is a cheater. So this one uh, comes from, I want to say, one of the chocolate chips. I didn't have their name written, um, but I want to know, she wanted to know, how many different strength sports have you competed in 
Which one would you like to try next if it's one you haven't done? Um, okay, if you include bodybuilding, I did bodybuilding, a few bodybuilding shows. Uh, then I got sick of the politics of that. And I I used to work with a guy who was a powerlifter. So I finished my last show on a Friday night and I walked in Monday. I'm like, dude, you, you eat steak in a bag of fucking Skittles and I'm eating, I'm licking an apple and eating two almonds for my meals. What do you do? And so he, he got me on, on powerlifting. I'd always lifted and stuff like that. But when, again, when I started back in the day, there was no, there was no, um, it was such a niche sport that you couldn't find it unless you stumbled over it. So, uh, you know, and the only people you knew were bodybuilders, Arnold and all this kind of stuff. Right. So, but then as, as powerlifting started to come up in 2000, or sorry, 2012, 13 type of thing, I got into it there and starting pretty late. I enjoyed it. I enjoy the routine. I enjoy the monotony of training. I like that ability to shut off. So then I got, uh, I got sick of sucking so hard at bench because of shoulder issues. And it's funny, the master's life, you'll see a guy with a 300 pound squat, 150 pound bench, and then a 680 deadlift. But it's because of injury, but it's because of injuries and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I got guys that have knee issues that can't squat or shit that are benching 500. So I started, you know, I did my first deadlift at 43 years old. So uh, pretty far behind the eight ball. And, uh, then I stumbled across a strongman competition once and jumped in on that. And I was like, Ooh, like me being not maximally strong and one rep maxes, but still having to be able to run a bit for work. I can kind of counter a lack of max one rep power with being faster in events than some guy that is strong as shit, but can't move. So that got me in a strong man. And, uh, that's my main focus right now. And then I was at a Highland games event and I was like, I wonder if I could turn a caber. <laughs> and uh, anyways, it was, it, and it's kind of funny with a lot of these strength sports. Like, again, when you think of uh, when I was back doing bodybuilding, everybody thinks a bodybuilder is like, you know, 280 pound Ronnie Coleman and not realizing that it, well, you guys have both been to the Arnold, right? Mm-hmm. You'll yes. see a uh, 112 pound bantam weight. And you'll realize that it's it's literally at all sizes and stuff like that. And the same as powerlifting, everybody's not a, a Blaine Sumner. Uh, you know, you'll get somebody that's literally 110 pounds that's squatting four times their body weight, something ridiculous, right? Uh, Strongman was good for that. We always think of Brian Shaw and Thor, but you watch the guys that are U80s and U90s, you're like, God damn, boys, you're savages, man. So anyways, I thought Highland was kind of out of the – the realm of possibilities because those are big lads and i'm talking to a guy at the base gym one day and he said something about there's a very large like the largest north america highland games where i was at in ottawa and he said something yeah yeah i'm going down for uh the tug of war competition it's we had two regiments that, that did an annual thing and he's like i normally throw and i'm like what he's like yeah i normally throw highland and i'm like dude you're like 200 pounds he's like yeah and that's what it started and i got him in contact with somebody else and i did my first games and so now I do that. So there's four. Uh, what do I got left to do? We little, are little arm wrestling, maybe. A little no, arm wrestling. Joints would not take that. 
Absolutely. We're trying to think of yeah. what else is left. You, you named like 90% of the uh, strength sports that uh, our friend, you know, us and our friends do. So there's not no, that's a, it. a big I'll thing. do left. anything, man. Like that's pretty well a bit. It. I just like, I just like competing. I like doing anything. Uh, I don't like long sports. Like, Hey, do you like golf? I'm like, Nope, Nope. I, I can't pay attention that long. So I like doing these as much cardio as you do. Have you ever done any marathons, half marathons, 5k, 3k, anything like that? That, that would be up your alley. Um, some, to some extent for my job, I had to run a lot, especially when I was, a uh, when I was still in the, for those who don't know, I'm in the army, uh, when I was still leading troops and stuff like that, you still have to, the, the military is a culture for running. So I've done, I've done military events like, uh, a couple of times did an Ironman. It's uh, one of the base, they call it an Ironman competition. It's like, uh, was it 30, 32 32 kilo run with a 50 pound rucksack and then uh you grab a canoe and portage at four or five k's and then paddle it for eight nine k's and then do another five six k run so military style stuff uh but not i think the longest i've ever run i've never done races but in training for stuff like that i do 20k runs 25k runs but i mean that was 175 pounds not 225 so I'm a, I'm more of a sprint guy now. I'll take you out in 100 meters, but at 101, you live to see another day. So <laughs> you're not going to run too many people down at 105, then, right? N- no, honest to God, I don't have the mental capacity to do that for long terms. I'd be, I'm just too, I'm, I'm my brain's too hectic, and I I can't have that much time to think. <laughs> I get right in my own head, so just get it over, get done, and get re- into the next set in the squat rack. So. Who knows what's next, Sarah? Tease my wife, or maybe I'll be a triathlete. You never know. Well, Olympic. Jeez, I forgot. You could do Olympic lifting. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I got the mobility. Well, if, if if his joints won't allow arm wrestling, I don't think his joints are going to allow Olympic lifting. That is some that is some very uh, over the hill. As soon as you finished talking, I zoned out. And I was like, what other strength sports are there? I actually met at our, a family of arm wrestlers at the pub I go to, I sat down one day and, and, and they, I just turned to the one guy. I was like, you're kind of jacked. What do you do? And then he was like, Oh, my whole family, we professionally compete in arm wrestling. And I'm just like, cool. I am a mediocre power lifter. That's nice to meet you. <laughs> it's fun. Well, I'm fascinated by anybody in competing. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the girls at work, uh, work, we were talking a couple of days ago and she was saying how her partner, we were talking about her partner lives elsewhere there right now. And, Said some, oh yeah, when she's in competition mode. I'm like, what'd she do? She is a goddamn, she competes in lumberjack competitions. I'm like, boom, tell me more. Yeah. Like, I don't care what event it is, what sport it is. I am, I'm so fascinated. If you told me you're a world champion chess player, I'm like, how do you train for that? Like, do you have to do anything dietary different? Do you do like physical stuff like to help improve your game and all that stuff? I'm I'm just fascinated by anything, just any um, how would you say it, human endeavor thing like that i'm always very fascinated when you see somebody that's competing or training at a high level in any event i just i i enjoy knowing about it and, you know i i don't diss anybody that whatever i don't yuck anybody's yum as they say if you like doing it i'm i'm interested in how you do it so i don't try and sell me on it but mm-hmm. tell me how it's better than mine or yours or whatever that's i don't care about that enjoy your own stuff but yeah i'm very fascinated when we are probably moving to Europe next year when I retire and very close to Spain. And they have a uh, Basque stone lifting 
is one of their big cultures. It's uh, something I saw on Netflix and I'm like, Mark Hint had a video about that, I think, a couple, yeah. in the last couple of months. That was yeah. very intriguing. And that and actually was one it. of our and questions like, that we didn't get to was uh, you do have a big. So you said maybe uh, I thought earlier it was pretty much set no, we're in stone. Going. OK, yeah. OK. So what's yep. feel free to tell us anything about that if you want. Uh, I remember I remember you just saying it was going to be a very big like time zone shift and like, you know, a, obviously a complete cultural shock. And why oh, yeah. that location, I guess. Uh, no snow. Is a big one. Um, so we're heading to Portugal is where we're going. Like there's a, it's good for expats. It's good for uh, good quality of life, good healthcare. It's kind of like just overall, we were trying to find where we're going to land um, when we retire. And so we're just, you know, we're both East coasters. Um, the province I grew up on, if you can survive a Prince Edward Island winter, you are hardy stock. They are, it's a beautiful island in the wind in the summer. It's very touristy. It's a tourist driven island. Guys, like, oh my god, I'd love to live here. It's like just come over for two weeks in January, bud. Give her a go because it is. Once you see your first twenty two foot snowdrift, and then grass fifteen feet away, it's uh, it's pretty daunting. So we're like, yeah, let's let's get into some place warm, but someplace unique, you know. And it, it ties up with Laddie Boys shift into middle school, and so we're gonna we're looking at a place. You know, we, we shopped around for some towns. My wife likes doing all the staff work and all that stuff. She likes checking out. Uh, she loves doing the research. So I just I just sit here and lift weights and cook her meals. And she does all that stuff for me. And anyways, yeah. So uh, the one thing that sucks is there. we did a trip there a couple of months ago when she had a couple of weeks off. And there's almost uh, what appears to be very little... Uh, strength community there type of thing there's there's a couple gyms a few little small gyms but it doesn't seem i couldn't find anything about competition powerlifting strongman anywhere close it looks like they do one national level strongman competition but it, it looks like pretty high level stuff versus so anyways so then i got looking at that basque stuff and i'm like dude i wonder if i can lift one of those rocks <laughs> so who knows what i'll do boys who knows what i'll do uh, maybe maybe a lift hard live easy classic in portugal Maybe my own. I may be the first affiliate gym in Europe. Oh, I mean, we got we got Big Matt over there in in Amsterdam. He may get the first one if he gets it. <laughs> he may get it before me. But with nowadays so many virtual meets and uh, different, I mean, obviously we talked about Joe and the garage gym competition. But I, I know if you're on the Discord, there they put two or three different meets on a year, and the and the home gym Discord and. I mean, there's there's a variety of different things you can get into virtually to compete to still get that camaraderie and that like kind of just lifting an environment if you're completely solo and down there. How are oh, you? Yeah. Are you looking to basically try to just <clears throat> ship all your gym equipment down there and spend thirty grand in a shipping container, or are you just going to try to figure all that out? No, don't don't, don't give him any ideas. Don't don't give him ideas because all those strength <laughs> go plates are going to make their way right over here to Ontario. <laughs> it is uh, that is the biggest part that we have to look into for that. Like, uh, I was just thinking the one, that. <laughs> the one thing saving grace, but I haven't having most of my stuff is strong, man. Is it's not a lot of volume, but it's a lot of weight. Like pile of plates, you know, all my sandbags can be emptied out, all that kind of stuff. So, how to figure out the move is the biggest portion. So, but. I've put it to stipulations. I just need a garage to put my gym in. I don't care about anything else. No basements. You wouldn't be okay with the basement. Uh, are there basements in Portugal? No, I can't imagine there would be. Right? 
no, there are, there are uh, the biggest issue was, so I used to lift in the basement when I was in, uh, when I was in Ottawa and I had a literally like a six by eight chunk in this little tiny closet downstairs. And I competed at powerlift and I did all this stuff. When I switched to strong, strongman, it became a pain in the ass because of moving events. So having a haul four or 500 pounds of plates up the stairs every day and, and, sandbags and this and that so and and the ceiling was very low so i couldn't do overhead work so that was my shift to the garage and then once i got that i'm like dude windows doors open sun going i'm cool boys i like this so how did you say the word garage was that just like a slip or was that is it a dialect thing it sounded very unique to me just now i said garage Oh wow, that is uh, th- this is another bag bag situation. I think on our hands. <laughs> yeah, it's garage or garage. <laughs> garage. It's a mini barn. The mini barn out in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. Uh... So speaking of affiliate gyms, I think we should do our ad read. Uh, so today's ad read is obviously going to be about massnomics.com/slash/join. To become a supporting member, join the Discord crew, uh, have the potential of being called up to this podcast and doing what, you know, we're all doing right now, which is talk about each other and ourselves. Uh, but I did want to kind of talk about a product and I, I see some notes here and I really like this. So whoever came up with this one, good work. Um, your banners. What Massonomics banners do you have? Which one is your favorite or which one did you wish you have? Me? Everybody. Let's all talk about it. Oh. Shit, dude. I got to go take a look and see what I got. Well, you think about that, and I can answer if you want. If you think. Uh, so I got a Don't Curl in Me. I got the Massonomics podcast flag. I got the Massonomics uh, pennant. I got the bench heavy banner. I've got a the Massonomics, uh, just their, their actual logo, but I had it custom made in orange, uh, sort of black with the orange text and uh whatnot that was super dope i like that one dude that might oh i've got a i've got the the lift banner and a lift flag and if i had to mention my favorite i would definitely go with the bench heavy banner uh love that thing it definitely i think the bench heavy banner gets the most uh appreciation i i mean the don't curl in family the don't curl in me flag where it gets the most snickers but like i don't know i think i gravitate towards the bench heavy the most i guess just because i I know I I grew up drinking Bush Light, so it was just like to me it just kind of like resonates a little more for me personally. Oh, Scans actually got up and is going to the garage to look to see what he has. I had I to, like dude. That. I had to look, man. Lift hard, live easy. The podcast, Big Jonathan, Daddy's home. Don't curl in me. Got the eight bit strong man. Lift shift. Uh, curls, weights a number. Of course, I got my yeah, strength co training continues. My obsidian ammonia silence plus violence. I got my. Uh, Those aren't our sponsors, Mister Chance. We got to stick to the sponsors. Out, we got to stick to the script, or they're going to cut our funding. That don't matter. He's just so overwhelmed and happy in his happy place. <laughs> <laughs> the problem that we have with the uh, the vinyl banners is uh, shipping them across the, the border. There was a lot of them we can't get because of the size. Like the shipping mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. absolutely redonk. So probably the one. I mean. It's pretty easy to say which one is the one that I that we missed. It's the original uh, Crispy Boy lineup with the illegal. Can. I should have got that one when we had the chance. Yeah, I yep. actually don't. I only have two Masonomics banners. I have the podcast one that came out for the 300th episode, uh, and I have the pennant. And I have the pennant signed 
by a bunch of people at the Arnold on the Sunday that I had a few drinks and thought, hey, everybody come sign this. Or it might have been the end of Saturday. That's freaking know. awesome. I don't know, Mel, but uh, there is one I have, and it's actually, again, the story I always tell of how I got into Massonomics, uh, which is the band. The band one. So that is actually the, not hanging in my gym, but that is probably my favorite one. Which one is it? Yeah, I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the band one also. Uh oh, the B A N N E D. Yeah, gotcha. We're not Seen. we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. But I'm like, I've got an ACDC shirt one. Is that what he's talking? I'm so <laughs> no, confused. Like, the the band. The boys, the boys got a band. Got no, that's Word. that's my favorite, and it's actually the one that got me into the podcast. So nice. Yeah, that would that would be. Uh, I actually laughed my until the huge life came out. Uh, my first order, they were all gone my first orders was the curl hard the the band and uh again the huge life so somebody commented something a bit like you know recreate your first order i'm like in full sadness i can't yeah can't uh yeah this shirt actually the the numero uno and the huge life shirt uh were the ones i always wanted and i've always i always see them and i was always bugging the hosts like when are you bringing them back like that's and I actually don't think I've ordered one since. Uh, if there was a banner that I would want, it would be the Pursuit of Strength. I found I know, that I one. Still, I still can't believe they didn't get you that, Joey. I think it it is the, it's not overly silly, but silly enough. But just like reigns true, that the Pursuit of Strength never ends. There's There's just, once you start doing it, it just becomes more. I need more. And I'm still waiting for the master's version of the, uh, you know, masters in age, but <laughs> old is a feeling. Age is a number, old is a feeling. That's it. So I do want to call back briefly, Scans. So you said you started powerlifting in like 2012, 2013, and you yep. were literally already a master's. Like you were over 40 when you did your first meet. Like that's impressive. Like to have yep. the, like, I mean, I always think I was late 20s and I already thought I was kind of almost like, you know, everyone else at the meet was freaking like 20. So I was already like 10 years older than half the people. So you walked into your first meet, virgin meet, like literally 30-ish. That's, that's that's impressive. I give you kudos yeah. for that, my friend. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I've been lifting weights since I was 16 when I started lifting weights. I yeah, got, but trying uh, something new in general at any age is always, I feel like the older you are, the harder it is to try new stuff. Like. Uh, there's also, uh, it may be, but once you, once you get a certain age, you don't give too many shits about stuff either. There's, there's a lot of, uh, that's true too. Yeah. As soon as I said it, I was like, yeah, there's the flip side of that coin. Yeah. No, that said, like, I, I kind of laugh that, you know, as I say that, you know, I'm just like the lift hard classic. I'm just going to go hard. You know what I mean? If I, if I PR great, you know, but it, but it's, uh, it's not a flipping attitude. I still, whatever I train, I go fucking balls to the wall there's there's no there's no going soft about it and uh but yeah i don't i don't sweat it if uh again i went out the other day there and and i was expecting a couple different numbers for the the grad gym competition it was like the what well she's not the grad gym competition <laughs> i'm like I, I can't understand you <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you know i'm not sweating it dude i just came off I'll, uh, quite a few months of very limited sleep and very limited training and stuff like that. And it's like, whatever, it's a little bit of different perspective. So the days of beating myself up for missing a, a top set that I was going to hit, Hey dude, 
you know, you got three hours sleep last night and work's been crazy and stuff like that perspective. So, but that said, I'm still fucking 100% going balls to the wall, but did you end up going all variations on that? Like you had hinted at, I think the night, I can remember at one point in the last couple of days, you had said you thought you were going to do a lot of variations for the lift. Cause that's, that's one of the benefits of that comp is that it's not really yeah. strict as far as you, as long as you notate in the submission that you did a variation, they're usually, Oh yeah. Cool. Well, I, I laugh cause they're, they were all pretty normal lifts, but for me, they're again. I stopped bench pressing near four years ago because we don't do it in strongman, so I don't do it. And yeah. uh, so I benched. I think I did a floor. Pre- no, I did a bench for the last GGC, and that was the first time I benched. I think it was at least two years, and I think I did a floor press the one before that. So I went in and, and did a little work up there a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like. I can't even do comp width anymore. My shoulders aren't going to take it. So I'm now freaking team close grip. So, and uh, yeah, straight bar squat. And I don't usually straight bar squat because it's not required in strongman. So it's uh, that to me, I threw a set of wraps on. I haven't used wraps and I don't freaking know when. So that was my unique, my, to me, unique was a straight bar wrapped. So, That's funny. So your odd lifts were basically competition lifts for power. Competition lifts. You yeah. have been a, uh, a, when is the, when's the last meet you've done? When's the last meet you actually logged in the books? Like a, like a sanctioned power lifting meet. Oh, I think I am the, it sounds like this, this July meet's going to be like years removed from your last one. 2017 or 18. Okay. Well, yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a it's good been a while. Oh yeah. Well, like I said, I got I got out of it and, and, uh, where I was at, there was a there was a little bit more politics that I didn't agree with. No Again, politics on here, Scans. Well, Move and that's on. the friggin' thing, boys. We're just picking heavy shit up. Yeah, yeah. the Olympic organizing committee. We're just picking heavy shit up. Stop taking yourself yeah. so serious. So, I just I got a little sour taste in my mouth, and I walked away from it. And uh, down here in the East Coast, it's a fantastic group. Um, it's a lot smaller group so it's uh we all know each other so you know it's it's great people and all that kind of stuff it's just anyways so i got away from it but yeah i enjoyed it i love doing powerlifting competition i love doing any competition so and uh yeah so i'm kind of looking forward to this one because i don't even have a i don't even have a clue what i can squat anymore for one rep max i have no idea what i can bench uh deadlift i can probably figure it out a bit but i haven't really maxed a straight bar deadlift in till the other day i did a, a lot, lot of axle, elevated a lot of axle yeah. pulls i imagine axle or or, or block or pull, for like rep el- work el- is, elevated pulls yeah so i actually did that the other day i threw uh i don't know what six inch blocks under and i think i did an axle axle pull with a six inch block because i've got a a silver dollar deadlift coming up in my next competition so it's 18 inch 16 inch so there's no use pulling from the floor so anyways my pull didn't go good so i just dropped it to the floor put a straight bar on and gave another go i'm like no you're still fucking stuck here buddy take a knee <laughs> so but uh yeah I, I still enjoy the the competition lifts except for bench press but that's just uh shoulder issues and shit make it a i can't i, I won't say i can't get past a certain level it just the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze so mm-hmm. i don't enjoy the lift anyway so why do it that's why I'm, so i won't be squatting at my next meet 
I don't know if you guys, uh, you did both watch my video. If you watch yeah. the video of me squatting for the garage gym and you can hear popping in that video. And I was like, I'm leaving that in there. But that was my knee. That was my knee that essentially sounded like a cement mixer. And that's where I got you. I'm half deaf. So it sounded perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recall. Are you, are you a knee sleeve guy? Have you, do you wear knee sleeves? Are you toyed with knee sleeves or are you bare, are you a bare knee squatter? Uh, me or skits? Uh, Joey. Uh, I wear wraps. Not okay, wraps. Okay. Sorry. Sleeves. sleeves, not wraps. Yeah. Sorry. Sleeves. The, gotcha. the ones that you, Oh, uh, what did, did did I say? Wraps? Shit, I meant to say sleeves. Yeah, I no, I, uh, I wear sleeves. Um, I have SPD gotcha. sleeves. I just got matching SPD. Okay. Oh, wow. So if you have, oh wow, that's well, so I did physiotherapy still... for my knee. Um, gotcha. I think the year so twenty twenty one, the year my my daughter was born. I was in a car accident several years ago, and Good. just ignored it as one does, you know, be a man. And uh, but it never stereo up. It never really bothered me. <laughs> it just ever. It never really bothered me, but it was always kind of there. And it wasn't mm -hmm. until I started lifting and, you know, I would go to do a split squat and I'd fall over because there was just no stabilization. So I had to go and get that. And we got up to the point where I can still squat three plates, right? As I did comfortably, but like pushing it to 340 or 350, I, the reason I squat high is because I compensate because I don't want to put any pressure on my right leg. So if you actually watch me squat anything over three plates, I hip hinge almost dangerously so i just said you know what we're gonna push pull this one and and live with it now if i had got to 750 between push and pull i might do a token squat to crack a thousand but i'm, I'm not gonna get there yeah so. but thank you for asking yeah have you ever toyed with uh box squats do you do any box squats because i get i made my limited issues with my knee I've, I've had a tricky knee for years that's you know had issues on and off and uh i basically know like oh my knee really hurts i need to do a slightly elevated or a slightly above parallel box squat for like two or three weeks and then i can still squat some decent weight and have it be less painful i just didn't know if that's something you've messed with at all i've, I've done them but it's not really it's just there's so much anything, damage anything outside of, that you're yeah anything outside of juggernaut i'm not generally messing around with Gotcha. Yeah, unless somebody, unless it's a sandbag or Denny Stones when I'm just bored. So I think that after this meet that I do, I might just uh, ramp down my juggernaut and start really focusing on doing Denny Stones sandbags. I've got a hundred pound sandbag and 150. So I got to fill the hundred and I'm going to start doing a little more strongman, strongman implementation. Is it just squats? Oh, so we have this game we like to play. Um, you might be familiar with it. You might be familiar with it if you've heard it before. It's called Overrated, Underrated. And we have a specific um, six sets of scant-specific questions. Six sets, man. That's a lot of volume. Yo, sets yeah. and reps, baby. So um, I, I will preface some of this. Uh, this is going to be a lot of me asking you and then probably poorly explaining because I get the feeling that with some of that, you know, pretend rivalry between Americans and Canadians, that some of these questions might actually interest them. <laughs> so, um, again, you have your druthers, but you do have to ride one horse. You cannot. As long as I have druthers, yes, I'm cool. Your druthers are completely welcome, but you do yep. have to pick a horse. You cannot ride two horses with one ass. Nope. Okay. No matter how thick. Scants. Yes, Overrated sir. or underrated? Underrated. All just chips. I am going to say, hmm, global context. Mm. 
So if I was talking to our uh, friends north of the border here, I would probably say underrated. For us in Canada, I would probably say overrated. But I'm going to go with an overall. And I'm going to preface this. I'm not a chip guy. I don't eat chips a lot. If they're there, I'll eat it because, you know, perma bulk. But I'm not a big chip guy. I'm going to say, damn it, I'm going to say underrated. Although I don't appreciate them very much, they're they're good chips. But I, I acknowledge that they're good chips. And if I was a chip guy, I'd probably eat the living hell right out of them. So I'm going to say underrated, especially, oh, my American brothers, you got to get some all dressed chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think someone needs to explain to the masses here. Uh massive massonomic is 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 so what the heck a all dressed chip is. Okay. Uh, so an all dressed chip. Flavor? Uh all dressed chip is naked. a Canadian staple. Uh I believe, and this might be controversial, but Ruffles makes the best ones. Now Miss Vicky's has stepped up, yeah. but Ruffles are the best. And they are essentially three or maybe four different flavors all in one. So there'll be your salt and vinegar, your barbecue. Um, I'm no Yeah. A little bit of ketchup, ketchup, some sour cream onion. Mm -hmm. Uh, That sounds too busy for me. Uh, They end up going really well because they end up being just a little tart and finishing off really sweet. I find you kind of get like a ketchupy taste of them, like a really spicy, Mm -hmm. you really pick up that, that tomato kind of notes on it there. But it's, uh, I will probably convoluted. It's good. It's very, it's, and and it's got a bit of, kick to it it's not yeah i mean it's not a habanero but it's just got a little bit of buzz right so i'll, I'll see if i can remember to bring some for you um, when i come down to south dakota come up to south dakota. In, the last, in the in the last year or so i've been a very uh exposed to canadian culture in general just by being part of the massonomics discord there's what is it there's got to be at least a dozen canadians in there right half a, i mean half a dozen to a dozen so, oh, there's I, I more, like more, more than a handful of Canadians in the Discord that are active, you know, out of the hundred or so of us that are active daily, uh, at least 10% of them are Canadian. Uh, but then also, Let, Letterkenny is my, my biggest Canadian. Uh, okay, so, ac- sorry, to, <laughs> how accurate is Letterkenny? Uh, some of the stuff where they're, like, as, as they're, like, small towns, just like Letterkenny, kind of, sort of, and, like, the rivalry that they have with the other towns as well. Is that a thing in Canada? Joey, you got to take this one, buddy. You're upper Canadian, man. I'm, I'm, I have very little experience. I mean, I could talk Trailer Park Boys with you. So, Letterkenny is based on a town called Listowel, Ontario, which is just outside of Sudbury. Uh, and while obviously a TV show is going to be exaggerated, yeah, yeah. Um, my brother or my cousin, he's one of the hicks for sure, and I'm right there with him. Uh, you've got your skids that hang out the front of the dollar store dancing because they're on meth. Uh, I would say that it's 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 obviously it's a television show, so it's not an overtly accurate portrayal. But all of us know one of those guys. Gotcha. Good enough. That's that's Good the enough. thing. Um, another one you should probably watch is Out for a Rip. Okay. I'm yeah, it's, it's a it's a rap song, and it's it's actually also like the first time I heard that, I turned to my cousin. I'm like. You know that's you. He's like, <laughs> like, yeah, probably. You know, that's um, funny. One of the funniest things: my cousin bought a house uh, right next to a river, so he's just out in the woods. Um, uh, and this is again not proud of this moment, <laughs> but own it, baby, own it. Um, me and him used to be always Beautiful the last baby ones contest awake. winner. Said 
We were always the last ones awake. Two, three in the morning. We're still drinking. We're still, you know, shooting the shooting the breeze. And the proper gentleman should be. Of course. So he goes, you know, I bought this house. I've never looked in that garage. And he goes and he opens the garage and he's going, they left all this shit. And then he goes, let's burn it. So him and I stayed up for two hours just burning everything in that garage. My hat bugged me. My hat ended up in the fire. And that's just because me and my cousin were just skids or, or hicks that just like, well, we got to get rid of this. It looks flammable. Okay. So that's, so yeah, everybody no knows. issue with your decision. Nope. Uh, the, the hat was the dumb thing. Cause he was like, burn that hat. I was like, no, I love this hat. And then like half an hour later, I was like, I hate this hat and just tossed it in. So. It wasn't that a Masonomics hat, hat, was it? Because I would, oh, don't think I would trust a... I was you know how toxic and flammable all that methane oh, gas dude. stuck on that hat would be? Oh, my <laughs> God. In my 20s. I wouldn't put that damn thing in the fire if my life depended on it. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's an explosion waiting to happen. Overrated or underrated? Alexander Keats. Oh. Damn it. I will say this. It is a acquired taste. It is an IPA, but it's a classic IPA. It's not the new hipster kind of mm-hmm. double, triple filtered mocha frappuccino bullshit erosis there going on there. Um, I am going to say, I'm going to say underrated. It's a great friggin' beer. It's an East Coast beer. Uh, you can see it's, I mean, it's available now, but in at West and stuff like that. But for the longest time, you couldn't get, you could only get it in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. The bat Same purchased as like, it. Yeah. Well, bat I mean, purchased like, it and started spreading it out. Now they actually yeah. brew. When I buy Keats, it's brewed here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a recipe brewed here in Ontario and distributed. Yeah. So it actually does taste a little different from the when I had it out there. It will, yeah. And I mean, it's the same as uh, get beers, Western beers like Kokanee and stuff like that, Big Tyler and and Big Jess and them and all the kokanee and stuff like that. You could not get that until you were in Ontario. Mm-hmm. It just did not come east of Quebec. So I'm going to say underrated. I love it. Underrated. It's an awesome. It's an awesome friggin' beer. Uh, I wish more people enjoyed the delightfulness that it is. And now, it, it, Alexander Keith is, of course, um, uh, a Scottish import. He was yep. imported, I believe, back in the 1700s. Or the 1800s? Oh, it'd be something along those lines. Because I think we just celebrated his 300th or something birthday yep. or something like that. And he came in and he started brewing uh, his IPA based on his uh, family recipe. But then he became the mayor and he became the DA. And he became like, he he pretty much ran Halifax for years. Um, and if you go to Halifax, you can still visit uh, the original factory. Yeah, and I think there's yeah. a little bit of good East Coast bootlegging in there, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a few little uh, uh, skirting the letter of the law type of things in there that makes a good makes a good East Coaster, makes a good story. Of course, and while you're in Halifax, don't forget to visit General Ross's grave. Mm-hmm. 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 This is for Very my American good. friend, uh, General Ross, was the one who burnt down the White House. <laughs> he demanded to be buried on um british land which at the time halifax was so they smuggled him in a rum barrel and buried him in uh, halifax very fermented i bet by then by the time he got to the ground 
<laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, on Keats real quick, I have always there. So I so for clarity for myself, mm-hmm. there's not the only time I ever I'm assuming this is the same beer that I've heard people reference. I've always heard it. It comes across in my ear as Keith's. I don't know if that's it just because I'm vain and I want to. So it, it does almost sound like my name to some extent. There, there, is. there isn't a Keith beer on top of that. It is Alexander it is Keith's. Keith's. Okay. It's pronounced K-E-E-T-S. Yes. Keith's. But it's Keith's. spelled mine. It's spelled Keith, like my name. name. It's pronounced yep. E-E-T-S. Okay. That yep. makes more sense. Uh, it's the Canadian I, accent. I'll have it Keith's. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that, my mind is blown. Get the, get the India, India. We have a bit of uh we have a bit of a uh particular dialect and accent down this way in the East Coast. Even amongst the provinces, there's different there's <laughs> there's some people you can't talk to them, you have difficulty understanding the word of their mouths. Um, all right. Thank you for that. Overrated or underrated, 155 pound bodybuilders. Oh, good God. Overrated. Ridiculous. And by, yeah, really why do you have that answer? Uh, why do you oh, have that my answer? God. It was freaking horrible. It was a horrible existence. It was, uh, well, now that said, I would walk around about 175, but I trimmed down to 155 for bodybuilding shows. And it was, uh, I was so tiny. I I enjoyed the process, but I didn't enjoy the politics. But man, there's nothing better than capping 200. And, uh, Actually, it was, so I used to compete in 93 kilos to so 204. So I would generally sit around 205, 206. And then when I shifted to strongman for masters at the time, it was uh, under 105 kilos, so 231. And I pushed it up to 220, and I feel fantastic. I, As soon as I got up at 200, I felt lifting felt a lot more better. I felt a lot stronger. But then when I got up to 220, I just I've I've pushed it up to 230 and I don't feel good. My joints ache and I just I kind of have a little nice sweet spot where uh yeah, good God, that 150 was terrible. So on 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 local level bodybuilding like that, is there a weigh-in? Because it's like what whatever the weight class yep. is that you have to cut to, do you actually like show up like 12 hours before a yep. day before and do a weigh-in? Okay. Friday night for a Saturday night show, you'd uh you'd show up and weigh in Friday night. And it was weight and they're doing dramatic weight lifting. They're doing they're doing similar dramatic water cuts like you do in a power to be meet. So you guys have it's, bigger it's dudes beyond, cutting down um, to smaller weight classes. Yeah, it it would be well. It's very. It, it was enjoyable process because I enjoyed this the the science behind it. Like you set a plan, you follow your plan. So like you know, in the weeks leading, it's basically control control starvation, getting down to uh, weight. And you know, when you see uh, you see guys, talk, oh, I'm doing a big. Uh, what do they call cheat meal and stuff like that. And it like a cheat meal actually has a purpose of convincing your body. You're not in starvation mode because your body will, will, you know, if you're gradually starving yourself down for competition, you know, in essence, your body at a certain point will start hoarding fat and deleting muscle because it goes back to its Neanderthal brain where, you know, we're going into a famine. We have to store our fat reserves. So you got to trick it into keeping the burning the fat. So same as any other sport. It's like, you know, somebody says, Oh, squat. And I remember I was in with a physiotherapist once and I was talking about my squat one time. She's like, Oh, you know, so you slap it on, you get up and down. And I started talking about like externally rotating knees and, and torquing this and pressing down with your big toe to raise your, your arch. And she's just like, Holy fuck. You guys know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's not, 
you don't just grip it and rip it. Like, and she was just like, and she's like, now I'm going to speak to you different. I realize, mm-hmm. you know, you're not just, I thought you guys just, you know, pick it up and put it down. And it's like, no, there's a lot more to it than that. Right. So, but uh, yeah, you would in the, the last couple of weeks, you're depleting all your carbs. So like on that Friday night, when you weigh in, you have zero carbs left in you, you have zero water, your, your skin is literally like as thin as tissue paper. So it was kind of funny. The first one we did, Mrs. Scantz was, she was competing too. That's how I got into it. We moved in together. And uh, so as soon as you weigh in, you start this carb load, which basically will fill your muscles. Your muscles are just like dried out sponges and they're just like soaking up all these carbs. But without the water, your skin is is paper thin. So all your muscular, you know, your striations and your veins and stuff are popping. So we're hammering cheesecake and all this other rich fatty food. And I'm like, this is bullshit, man. This is not working. I remember I get up a bit two o'clock in the morning. I go use the bathroom and the lights caught me. And I look in the mirror. I'm like, Holy fuck. I got these big abs and shit like this. It was uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to see the science behind it work. So, but I mean, I would weigh in at 155 on a Friday night and I'd be 170, 175 on Monday morning because you're just loading the water and stuff like it. It's not a, it is not a, uh, but same as you see the boys do the 30 pound weight swings for a cut mm-hmm. for powerlifting. It's not good for you. You know, it's, it's, uh, and again, if you're 400 pounds, it's not the same as if you're 160 pounds trying to swing that big bullshit. Right. So yeah. 155 overrated AF. All right. All right. Moving on. What do you got next, Joey? Sorry. Overrated good. or underrated? Tiger tail ice cream. Oh shit, dude! No, I'm not a big fan. I'm a moose tracks guy, dude. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm. I'm I gotta be. I gotta be moose tracks. Um. So you're you're going underrated or overrated? I, I will sorry. go. Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go overrated. It's. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's okay, but but I just. I'm not a big orange fan, and I am not a black licorice fan at all. Like, I black I licorice. am a black licorice fan. Yeah. Um, so everybody knows my my penchant for Jagermeister. Um, yeah. But so for those of you wondering, uh, Tiger Tail ice cream is an orange ice cream that has a gelled jelly, black licorice swirls in it. Yeah, like it's a, I, it's not a fondant. It's it's but it's a weird tech gel texture. Yeah, it's almost like a fudge type of consistency or something maybe i guess you call it. yeah it's freaking weird i don't know what you would describe that as i've never now i'm th- now i'm overthinking it but either way it's an orange ice cream with a black licorice yeah. swirl uh, and it yeah. is it's actually the only ice cream i will eat on purpose orange like sherbet uh no it's just like it's a, a straight up orange, orange ice, cream. ice cream yeah okay so an orange okay yeah. so it, it threw me I, I was seeing tiger tail ice cream on the thing and I, it, all i could think of was uh tiger meat the aberdeen specialty mm-hmm. and, I, or, and i was like oh if yeah they're doing tiger some meat. tiger meat ice cream that is gonna be <laughs> really really gross no uh but tiger tail ice cream is of course a canadian delicacy yeah it does i would i would try it i i don't like licorice in general but i love orange anything so i would i would give it a shot if i now, was in canada scans brought up moose tracks is yeah. that also canadian specific is that just I, like I would, like cookies and cream kind of thing, or no? I believe um, that has uh, peanut butter cups in it, doesn't it? Yeah, little mini peanut peanut butter cups, and uh, oh, I think I've seen it. Uh, I think little, Ben and Jerry's has a moose tracks. I believe. I think I think there's a version of it. Everybody's got a version. We just call it moose tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a little bit of fudge in it, maybe too, or something like a little swirl yeah, or something. It, it, I think I believe yeah. it's a vanilla <laughs> vanilla chocolate swirl with. 
peanut butter cups. Oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, Baskin Robbins, Fucking. had a ghost pepper. Excuse me, a ghost pepper orange during this Oof. last winter. Oh my god, it was incredible. Shit, dude. Yeah, Morgan took me there. I was like, I'm not going to Baskin Robbins. I don't need ice cream. Right. I was, I'm not going to Baskin Robbins. You shut your mouth and do what she says. Well, and then she goes, eat that ice cream. She goes, yeah, but look at that. And she showed me the poster, and I was like, oh crap, give me two scoops of that. <laughs> like, road to 200 pounds, baby. <laughs> All right. So overrated Tiger Tail ice cream. Yep. It, okay. it's, and then I'll just caveat it's good ice cream. I just, I don't have a taste for it. That's, I don't, that's I don't, very uh, fair. I, I don't yeah. work for Tiger Tail ice cream, so you're not offending me. I wish I did. All right. Overrated or underrated? The NWO white and black for life. I mean, it's no Morgan crew white and black. No, so I'm gonna those say, are the best. Stickers. I'm going to say those are the best stickers. So I'm just going to go overrated with that because Morgan's are that much better. Yes, I actually I've got, so, a, got a pile yeah. of them right here. Um, yep, those are badass. Now, why did I ask that question? Do you want to do you want to use your drummers on those? Uh, for those that don't know, we've got our uh, our crew stickers out there, um, modeled on the NWO, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, Joey's well, lovely wife stepped in and threw yeah, her. You have your own NWO, do you not? Yeah, yeah, we got our wolf pack, the crew wolf pack. Oh, all, all your all you gear pack. lifters have that mm-hmm. big right. That's why I was asking because you guys yeah, had a wolf yeah, pack. Yeah. You and, and you and White uh, and Black Sesney are always uh, and that Dylan That's guy. That's it. Uh, that was always... the, that was the OG man. That was the OG. Uh, can't turn your back on the wolf pack boys. And Which the wolf pack you know, is so... not the black and white NWO though. No, it so is not. There's some controversy on what you just said. Hollywood. I mean, the controversy is suddenly there's a T-shirt that somebody produced about a wolf pack, and I'm like, oh, "Are we getting royalties for that? We're the, mm-hmm. the wolf pack. What's going on here, boys?" <laughs> okay, so NWO white and black overrated in favor of crew. That's right. Okay, and the last one, which is of course we always save the best one for last, and um, you know this will dictate on whether or not we publish this podcast. Yep, worth all the marbles. Overrated um, or underrated? Carol Stream, Illinois. Fucking Carol Stream, Illinois. Carol Stream. <laughs> they are so overrated with their little fancy. Oh, look at me. I moved it uh, literally two streets over. Um, it's progressing through our system. And then they send it right back to the other place. Like it changes the zip code to one number. Fuck, but I'm not dumb, Carol Stream. I'm coming for you, Carol Stream. <laughs> at some point, I'm coming down there. And how? Oh. How do they continuously find new places? So it used to be like it would go from Carroll Stream to this place up the road and then back to Carroll Stream. And then last time it went from Carroll Stream to like Elkridge. And I'd never seen Elkridge before. Made up name. Made up name. Right? Made it up. I just don't understand how they're continuously finding new ways to screw around. That's literally Gary's house across the street from the USPS. <laughs> yeah, he just thing. took it over so he could inspect yep. my shorts. They throw it across the street and it's like, yeah, just call me whatever. Call me uh Call me something, something, Illinois. Yeah. Freaking jerks. Um, So for those of you who might not be privy, I imagine if you're listening to this, you are aware. um, Whatever shipping method um, the podcast hosts use is it goes through the Carol Stream Sorting Center before it comes to Canada. Now, in all fairness, as soon as it leaves Carol Stream, it's here in two to three days. 
I think you said one day that they must drop it out of a helicopter as soon as it leaves Chicago. Uh, Canada house. Canada Post is a bit of an arsehole for me. They it'll take uh, about seven days to get from Ontario. I could literally drive up there and back in a day. But... <laughs> for me, at least, being a little a little south of them, uh, yeah. but it's sometimes I think I I set the the record on ten days in Carroll Stream, and it wow. would leave Massonomics. And it would go south to some other place, and it would go to Carroll Stream. And I think, yeah, my record is ten days. It sat in Carroll Stream, just going back so and my, forth. My record was it went to Carroll Stream, and then Carroll Stream decided to send it to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, Jesus it totally. Went. I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm seeing this post coming up, and it's like getting these uh, things. Hey, big scans your uh, your package arrives in Los Angeles. I'm like, did I order something else from somewhere else, or like, did did my wife order something and like? She didn't tell me about it. like what the fuck's going on here, and then I'm tracking it back, and I'm like, "You arseholes sent it to Los Angeles." So it's like you know what this guy needs. This package needs some West Coast love, and needs a little bit of sunshine, <laughs> a little time down in Muscle Beach, maybe there. And and it took a long roundabout trip. That one took about a month to get to me. I was just like, "Dude, this is ridiculous." I could drive to Los Angeles and back. And I don't want you know while we're on this, I don't understand because um, if I order from Ghost right which is the supplement company it's three days it yep. leaves las vegas it's here in three days and the ship it's leaving las vegas yeah has joey it, seen it i have not okay. at least not since oh, i was a kid was. um but it's the same cost and shipping and it shows up in yeah. three days uh norse fitness comes use sps roughly the same cost and shipping shows up in four days so i don't know what carol streams doing but it is not efficient so as all it's like they, it's like they decided to take it for a drive and met Brock the Rock. That hung up for a <laughs> so it's definitely made for good entertainment for all us Americans that get our deliveries in three to five days. I'd say I don't think I've had five hours in five or six days, uh, depending on what day of the week you order. You know, if you're counting the weekend and all that, like everything's been within a week. I, you know, our orders show up. So I do not envy you guys waiting up to a month to get something. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how. Scans couldn't live any farther east and be in North America, basically, right? Like you are about as far as Eastern North American that physically exists. You'd have to go uh, where you're in another close. time zone. You are not even in yep. the Eastern time. That's one thing. I didn't know there was a a time zone that was part of North America that wasn't Eastern. Like the the, the, the I thought I thought the the most Eastern time zone was Eastern Standard. That was nope. part of North America. And Scans there's is an actually a different time zone that I didn't even know about. There's one more past us. Newfoundland mm-hmm. is a half an hour. Newfoundland uh, just had to be different. They waited yep. to join Confederation, and then they just waited that extra half an hour yep. to do it. Yeah, the, and it's the only half an hour time zone. Oh wow, that's a half world. Ooh, that's weird. It's a half that's hour strange. time yep. zone to go to Newfoundland. The that's Rock. So weird. The Rock we call it. That's never. I've never. That that blows my mind. Newfoundland's wonderful. Yeah. Newfoundland is just a gorgeous place. Can't say I'd live there, but it is it is one of the, the greatest Canadian provinces I have seen in full. Well, I think that about does it, boys. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm cool. I'm feeling cool Sk- beans, boys. Did you have anything, uh, Scant? Do you, there's one thing I, I was, I know we're running a little late, but did you have any quick one hitters for Joey and I, like a 30 second answer, anything that you wanted to know about us or thought would be witty or funny or come across good that would uh, basically flip the script and ask the host something or the other, the the other crew host that is. 
Probably not uh, too much you'd be able to answer. I just, I'd be curious maybe what the other podcast hosts are, uh, you know, if they're feeling the heat coming down, feeling the pitter patter, as we say in, in hockey terms, where you hear that pitter patter coming up. Hear those There's a lot of behind you. Uh, I feel like, that our, I, I feel that, that the crew cast uh, channel and the discord is, pretty popping i mean there there's mornings i get in there so there's like you know 20 30 uh new comments um granted some you know s- some of the original threads are you know might m- might have his beat but i think we're we're holding our own but you know uh, what we're gonna it's it's as the boys say you know a uh, rising tide raises all ships so mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing better i mean again throwback doing what i do masters a lot of times i'm competing by myself that's fun i still go hard but there's Absolutely nothing better than having a couple guys there with you, spurring you on and fucking chirping each other and and having a good go. So, yeah, it's all good, boys. Road to 700 think, podcasts. It's absolutely. I think my favorite thing has been seeing people, like, comment stuff on the, the, the public Discord that, like, proves that they listened to the entire episode and they walk away with an opinion. Like, like that's awesome. Like, like yeah. Jen had so much to say about, like, so many people, like, picked up on little things that, like, I wouldn't even consider a topic. And then they like, there would be like, you know, conversations about it. And I was like, that's pretty cool to like someone listened to us talk for 90 minutes and came away with enough stuff that they went to a message board and typed it in. And was like, that's like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I mean, it, it's the community we have too. Like, it's very funny. It's a, uh, you know, if you were look at it, somebody would say, it's like, again, I got buddies like you're flying to South Dakota to go to a powerless <laughs> to meet with a bunch of dudes you've never actually met. I'm like, yeah, well, and what's wrong with you? You yeah. wouldn't. I've met these the guys. I talk to them every day. Well, I mean, yeah. that's what's funny. Like, how many times have you know? I, I don't know. I'm chatting on you know, quick little side DM and stuff like that, and and like, you know, just normal chit chat stuff. Like it's and it's I guess you know, funny for the old guy to do it, but in the new world, I mean, this is how a lot of the young fellows. Mm-hmm get by and thrive and survive you know it's uh the online community and all this stuff so there's nothing better than again seeing this and it's nice to see a, a pile of dudes and and our chips like just a pile of people that are not worried it's dude we're just here to have fucking fun yeah the best part let's lift some shit and bang some friggin' weights and crack some crispy boys and rock the house man you know too many people get worried and so, yeah, like I am so looking forward to the Lift Hard Love Easy Classic, boys. This is going to be, hey, everybody, the I going to post crazy. today. It's like five bucks to get in. Oh, dude, I hear there's going to be explosives. Yeah, I there's going to be that, uh, fireworks and whatnot. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, not fireworks, but uh, just randomly do. I think we can. I think we can bring we our own fireworks. I heard there's no rules. <laughs> I heard that, it was declared. There's definitely, gonna be some, there's definitely gonna be some explosions in the bathroom. I imagine after weigh-ins. Uh, that's it. I mean, it's no Arnold, but you know. But yeah, fantastic. Like I said, it's great sitting in the Discord and chit-chatting about nothing. The Discord about nothing. Does anyone else but have to explain to people what Discord is? Like when they ask about mass and all, like so, so you said okay. So here's how I've had some conversations. So you're on a podcast. Yep, I do a podcast with some buddies. What's it about? Another podcast. Well, what's that about? You know, I, you know, it's about a bunch of random stuff. But we're also in a Discord together. Well, what's a Discord? Uh, it's like a big group chat. Like it's so many different levels to explain like what we're doing to like outsiders that it, it, it's almost comical because it takes like a, like it, like if I had to type it out, it'd be like three paragraphs of like this is why we do what we do. So like if you're not in the know, 
you know, you might not love our podcast, but I think to the hundred or so people that are listening to it every week, I, you know, we're going to keep bringing it to you guys. So keep on uh, giving us uh, good feedback and we'll uh, keep uh, molding this into what we all want it to be because it is for us. It is by us and for us. And I mean, I think it would depend too. Like if if you get into a, uh, there is crawl, you know, there's that Venn diagram of, if you get some dude that's a gamer or something, it's like, yeah, you know, you know, Discord. It's like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, we got our own Discord now. Oh, okay, cool, I got you. You know, it, it's um, it's just that little crossover stuff. If you have to explain it, it doesn't. Do you know what Discord is? No, it's like, it's like a mess. It's like it's like a forum, it's, like a message board forum type of thing. Oh, it's, okay. it's MSN that's for young basically. people. Yeah, that's it. Or old, moderately old people. Yeah. Well, um, great talking to you, Scans. Um, I think All everybody. Can remember to find us on our new Instagram, which is unpaid.underrated.podcast. Um, it is performing quite well. I am um, having a lot of fun. Um, I'll tell you, combating some of the the weird bots because it's a <laughs> podcast oh, chat. Are you a bunch of the sex bots oh, already. Too? I have so like, much sex bots. Hey, that's crazy. Like I figured yeah. that. Like I always thought that the sex bots and stuff were like based off of who you followed. Like if you followed a couple, like. Well, being a fitness—that's why you get all the porn. No, being a being a fitness adjacent. Being a fitness adjacent podcast, then we get frustrating. I still get like just oh hey, or some of them are sexy like thirst traps, but they just want to offer me financing tips. Or they'll be like, hey, you looking to make a couple thousand dollars? I'll be like, yeah, like I'm a new podcast. Tell me so. But remember though, we are unpaid dot underrated dot podcast. Um, we have a website for too. banners. We do have a website. The website is unpaidinternpodcast.com. Um, guys, where can we find you? Find me at uh, Keith Honeycutt73 on Instagram. I'm just kind of hanging out, boy. Scans one. Find me on Friday afternoons, popping in the garage. And Things I am friggin' things. I am at Joey underscore Malesko, M-L-E-C-Z-K-O. Of course, follow our podcast page. And follow Massonomics. And remember, if you found this at all interesting and you're not already a supporting member, become a supporting member. Maybe some good things happen. Maybe you join Perk City. Maybe we see you in South Dakota in July. Um, of course, maybe, I want to say... Maybe get a leg tattoo. Maybe get a dumb leg tattoo. <laughs> Got me. Uh, um, oh, one new feature that we have uh, is you can go to unpaidinternpodcast.com slash two... Big underscore Matt. Um, and that is, of course, our apology to uh, Big Matt Mostly Squat videos for not being able to get him on this week. Um, you know, we really tried to work in that timing again this, but it just it, it didn't work out. So hopefully next week. Uh, and Keith, you want to sign us off with our specialty sign off here? All right. So we pretty much have a set in a set in stone schedule. We're going to be recording every Thursday and all our podcasts will come out Tuesday morning. So see you next Tuesday. Uh-